<laughs> I don't know. Uh, as soon as that turns off, any second. Um, we Welcome go. to the show. <laughs> <laughs> oh, actually, if that's off, so is this. Yeah, I tried to. I turned the AC on, like I cranked it yeah. down to like sixty-eight because you know. Sure. I have the windows open, so hopefully, you know, it cool. It's just mm. nice in here. But Get some nice room tones too. Yes. Yeah. That's what we want. It's room tones. Yeah. Sounds nice. Volume is good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know. All right. Let's play the theme. Welcome. <laughs> Welcome to another installment <laughs> of our mini series Antwan Peaks. <laughs> I'm Dan. I'm Rob. And you may notice we sound the same today. Well, it's a special occasion, isn't it? We're in the same room. But, ah, not unlike mm-hmm. how. Um, Agent Dale Cooper and um, Sheriff Harry S. Truman were in the same room in this episode. <laughs> they do spend time in the same room, yeah. Yeah, well, and that's the kind of close reading. Yeah, yeah. that's the kind of stuff we're going to be talking about <laughs> here this evening. Yeah. Uh, there's there's a famous specific room on this show that I could have referenced. Uh, not that one. I. It's, it's not the room we're talking about. Yeah, it's a different room altogether. Episode four. Episode rest in pain. Rest in pain. One of the funniest things you could call yeah. your show. Rest in power. Uh, rest. Uh, rest in piss. Rest in piss. R.I.P. Bozo. Have you ever seen R.I.P. Bozo? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> One of the funniest things. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so this is episode four. Last week, right, we got some uh, a quick history of Tibet. Mm. Some of the uh, some Asian Cooper's uh, detective techniques. Sure. Uh, we got a, a dream sequence. Yep. That took us both to the international pilot and uh, <laughs> and that crazy room, ah, uh, the, the, the the red room, the yeah. red room, the aforementioned room. Yeah, uh, this episode not quite so heady, I would say. No, it's a little bit. It's not as. It's much more within the the boundaries of reality. Yeah. yeah. Um, well, as we understand it. Well, of course. Yeah, because <laughs> I guess the question we're trying to answer here is uh, who killed Laura Palmer. That's the question we're trying to answer. And I think I know. <laughs> well, we'll get there later. Yeah, sure, sure, sure. <laughs> um, so, what did you think of this episode overall? You said it wasn't as heady as the last one, which sure. I agree. Yeah. A um, lot of 
this is like a real Ray Wise masterclass. It, it really is. Um, kind of bookends, bookended a little bit with two really strong little moments for yeah. him. Uh-huh. Um, right? The, the funeral is basically... The first, well, the, we see, um, uh, we do see him before the funeral when uh, Madeline uh, comes to stay with them. Of course, <laughs> of course. Uh, Fascinating. And I guess there's also Big Ed and Nadine have their. Uh, they, do, yeah. Um, so, all right. Starting to, starting to feel bad for Nadine. <laughs> starting to really feel bad for Nadine. Yeah, I mean. So everybody, everybody gets what they get. All right, <laughs> but they do get upset. They do. Everyone gets very upset on this show. Everybody is incredibly upset. <laughs> They're really going through it. Um, yeah. So, all right, we open the show. Right, a beautiful shot of the waterfall, which transitions into Audrey. Mm-hmm. And Audrey is standing there looking uh, quite beautiful, quite dreamy. And she's just sort of, she's hanging out in the lodge in the Great Northern. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and she hears Agent Cooper talking into his tape recorder, walking down the hall. So she springs to action. Yeah, yeah, basically. And she says, uh, good morning, Colonel Cooper. And he says, it's Agent Audrey. Special agent. <laughs> uh, and Cooper asks her to join him for breakfast. Um, he mentions her intoxicating scent. She's wearing a beautiful perfume. Ah, uh, but this is a man on the job. Man's on the job. He's very busy. Man. Yeah, yeah. Man. This is not. This is not fun and games. There's been, a girl's been murdered here. So he's not asking without an ulterior motive. Although he also has the second ulterior motive of wanting to have sex with this woman. Maybe. Probably. He's got to be wanting to. But maybe. I don't know. But maybe? But only maybe. He's got a sort of, I mean, he's a bit of a Pee Wee Herman. Yes, but. (laughs) Wouldn't you agree? Yeah. You know, I, I agree in that, like, the way that he gets excited and enthusiastic about things feels like a peewee herman the way that you i think you're describing yeah well there's also the um boy in an adult man's body right. quality yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. like yeah. right the the right but also the man is a special agent and he it's d- true he does not just because he's he might be uh have some boyish qualities uh it doesn't you know Stop also, him from doing his jobs. He's also got some mannish qualities. Yeah. As we see in this episode. Bit of a mannish boy. Yeah. <laughs> I guess you could say. I guess you could say that. Yeah, yeah. Um Yeah, he Yeah, so he he mentions the perfume and he's like and then he's like, Could you also write your name for me? Yeah, yeah. Um and this is to uh, confirm his suspicion that mm. Audrey slipped him the note last night that read Jack with one eye. Jack with one eye. I love uh, once once she writes her name down, right? He like he looks at the card that says Jack with one eye, right? So now, you know, we know the Cooper is like he's doing something here. He's investigating, mm. right? And then he he looks at Audrey. He sees what she writes, looks at her, and says Audrey. You want to tell me something? And she's like, 
I do. Yeah. <laughs> and she's a bit of a cartoon wolf at this point. A bit. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, uh, you know, he says, you slipped this note under my door. And she's like, did I? You know, it, it's all very, very playful and cute. Sure. But, um, yeah, he he's like, what? So what can you, you know, what? Why did you do that? What? What is? What is Jack with one eye? And I think doesn't he just straight up go, "What is one eye Jacks?" Oh, like he maybe just, that's what. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. He says, "What is one eye Jacks?" And then she explains, "Well, it's a place where men go." And he's like, "Do women go there?" She's like, "Women work there." She gets like very bashful about <laughs> yeah, it too. Yeah. 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 <laughs> um. And he asks if uh, Laura worked there. And she's like, I don't know. Laura worked at my father's department store. And he's like, where like, where did she work in the department store? At the perfume counter. <gasps> so did Ronette Pulaski. Oh, my God. I keep hearing about this perfume counter. So Something's up at the perfume counter. Something is up at that perfume counter. Um, just then, uh, Truman and Lucy... Uh, walk into the dining area of the Great Northern, and uh, Cooper asks Audrey to excuse herself. Uh, he has official police business. Mm. And uh, so uh, Truman and Lucy sit down, and Cooper, like the waitress, comes over and he orders his breakfast, which is like maple syrup. Uh, it's like whatever pancakes with yeah. maple syrup and and a slice of ham uh, uh you're a rudy tooty fresh and fruity <laughs> a moon over my hand this mate. is one of the best rudy tooty fresh and fruities <laughs> i love it uh when he's like nothing uh there's nothing like uh when maple and then he claps his hand oh, yeah. and he like slams into ham or Kyle whatever. Kyle McLaughlin gets in like one one of those in episode. It seems he does yeah. just like a, a good little physicality yep. on his line reads. I mean, it, I love the Cooper's whole look too. I love how his hair looks like a Lego hair. Yes, yeah. it looks like a helmet. You you couldn't like you couldn't ruffle that hair if you wanted yeah. to. You know? Yeah, right. It was like an episode or two ago too where he gets bedhead and it's just like yeah. it seems to break yeah. into maybe two or three pieces tops when yeah, it gets yeah. messed up. Yeah. It's great. Um so Truman wants to know uh you know who killed Laura Palmer. Oh I could I could tell him that. Right. I mean you already know. Yeah. And you said it was I'll save it to the end of All the episode. Right. <laughs> <laughs> um, but Cooper tells him about the dream he had, about the one-armed man, uh, how uh, they had tattoos and Mike cut his arm off. Mm-hmm. Um, I do like how, uh, you know, Cooper says, you know, this guy's name is Mike and the other guy's name is Bob. Yeah. And Truman's like, Mike and Bobby? He's like, different people. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and... Uh, uh, he goes on and he says, and then I went to this other this red room um, where there was uh, a little person and he was dancing. He told me the gum that he uh, that I liked is going to come back in style. And uh, his cousin looked like Laura Palmer, which she did. <laughs> <laughs> and then uh, she mentions that her arms bend back. Yes. Sometimes. Sometimes. Not always. Sometimes hey, they bend back. And to that I say, no shame, sister. <laughs> Who among us? Right? Right. We've all been there. Uh, we actually have mostly not been there, as it, co- I don't as it turns out. I think so, yeah. Yeah. Most of us. I was trying to do a little solidarity, but <laughs> most of us, yeah, thankfully, most of us do not 
Venor Arms back. Venor Arms back. Yeah. Like so. Right. Because uh, it turns out, right? Then we go, right? We go to the. Well, she or, he uh, she whispers in his in her, in Cooper's ear who killed her, oh. and then Truman's like, "Who was it?" And he's like, "I can't remember." Mm. And but he's like, uh, "Break the code, solve the case." And that's what he keeps saying. That right. And that's when uh, we go to uh, is it Bobby, Bobby and uh, uh, Major Briggs is that or no, um, it's probably the uh, the autopsy room, right? It must be right because yeah. it's before the funeral. Yeah. Um, yeah. So uh, the sheriff receives word that there is a fight in the morgue, it's a kerfuffle, <laughs> a bit of a kerfuffle, and um, Miguel Ferrer, what's his name? Albert. Albert. Um, He's the agent in charge of the autopsy, the FBI agent who Cooper calls in, and he has managed to piss off everybody in the room. Uh, they're trying to get take the body to prepare it for the funeral, right? And he's like, "Fuck you! I'm I have to perform my tests. I'm very very busy." Yeah. Um. And event, you know, some some words are exchanged. Uh, Truman eventually socks him yeah uh and he has something to say about how it's like just like a yokel to like sucker punch yeah yeah some yeah even a though seed sucker punch. a seed sucker punch <laughs> that's what it is yeah um and yeah uh cooper intervenes pulls rank on him I, I, this is a side of cooper we have not really seen yeah we've seen him be like sort of stoic and serious in his investigate in the investigative part of his work yes but here he is like running yes. the sort he's of taking authority yes here. and he tells miguel ferrer to cut the shit <laughs> basically yeah. and uh you know basically like rebukes everything he says about uh them being hayseed yokels he's yeah. like i've seen more dignity and yeah whatever else just like he in in that moment, he tells Ferreira uh, Albert to uh, release the body immediately, and I want your reports by noon. Mm -hmm. Like, and that, those are orders. Yeah, and he, he was like, "All right, yeah. This, Reza, right. Reza. Yeah, yeah, exactly." Um, uh, that little that little speech where he's you know he's like, "The people of this town." Right, it's very emotional about it. Oh, that's in the that, that's in the uh, station when right. Ferrera yes. is uh, or Ferrer is giving his report. America Ferrara. America Ferrara. Um. So they, yeah. I mean, that that scene basically, what's revealed is that the, uh, some of the cryptic stuff from the dream sort yes. of like gets explained. The arms bending back being the way that she was like bound when she was murdered. Right. So her arms were like sort of up and like behind her yeah. a bit, and that's when as I said, we yeah. I, we mostly cannot relate to that. Right. And thank God, <laughs> and I and I thank God. And and Cooper's like, sometimes my arms bend back. Yeah. And he's like, yeah, yeah. He's like, I got it. But yeah, yeah. you know, it's 1992 or yeah. whatever. People, their brains. They're people are still striking rocks with flint to yeah. I mean, to heat their their stoves. Yeah, this episode aired originally aired April 26th, 1990. Whoa, two years later. Yeah, you know what would happen down in Southern California? What's that? There was a riot on the streets. Tell me, where were you? <laughs> you were sitting home watching your TV while I was participating in some anarchy yeah it's true mm -hmm. <laughs> uh, r.i.p uh 
R.I.P. Bradley, long live Roman. <laughs> or Rome. Right? Rome. Just Rome. Um, so, right, in that report, you know, we find out that, uh, you know, she was using cocaine. Uh, we find out about the arms, you know, her being bound. Uh, he also mentions a soap that was found on the back of her head. Mm-hmm. And uh, Albert sort of uh, deduces from this that the killer probably washed his hands and then leaned in for a kiss and like scooped her Very up. Very upsetting demonstration. Yes. Yeah. Sort of like a, a, for lack of a better word, like romantic movie style. Right. Like the, you know, you come in and put your hand behind her head and, and you know, yeah. the big sort of kiss. Um, it, when, yeah, when Albert does that, it is pretty off-putting. Pretty horrible. Uh, um, there's also, I forget what, part of it he reveals something about his report uh-huh. and truman like pieces something together yeah i love that <laughs> yeah he's like miguel ferrer is like a little smile on his face he goes look it's trying to think <laughs> what a, a shithead such an absolute shithead <laughs> um they yeah. there's something i i really like putting him in this role because like the dialogue is so elaborate like yeah. his insults are so florid uh-huh. and he is so not yes right like in his delivery right. he's very kind of stony and not like monotonous but like grave and not theatrical about yes. it um so it's just like a fun juxtaposition yeah i mean like that's that's sort of like his where cooper is um sort of you know, he is an agent, but also he has, like, a whimsy about him. Yeah. Uh, if, if Albert does not have that at yeah. all. Albert is just, like, he is all business, and he and he's basically, he's doing everything but saying, like, shut the fuck up and let me do my job. Right, yeah. You know? And, yeah, for him to have such uh, elaborate ways of describing these people who he cannot stand <laughs> at all yeah. suggests both, like, his his competency, I guess, to a degree, like, but also, just like I love the thought that he, just the idea that like this isn't just coming to him; these are all right. conclusions he's reached, and yes. he's just sort of reciting the insult he he has already <laughs> crafted. That's right. Yeah. Um, so after, well, wait. Oh, so uh, before we get to the funeral itself, um, we do get a scene where Leland is home and he's watching uh, "Invitation to Love," which is a soap opera. Mm-hmm. Um, which I I love that, like we we did see that uh, I think it was in the last episode. Shelley was watching it and then she turns it off. Um, I love that Lynch is like embracing the soap opera of it all, yeah. right? Like that's part of the storytelling aspect. And like uh, the way I love how Lynch is just sort of sincere in his storytelling. Mm-hmm. Like even the stuff where. Um, you know, like it, it's uh, like Blue Velvet style. Like, it, you know, this seems like this perfect sort of suburban town, but then you look underneath and whatever. It's not that he's like, he's not even discrediting that in Twin Peaks. He's not saying that like, oh, but this town is like bullshit because of, yeah. you know, it's underbelly or whatever. It, it, the town, a lot of the people are kind of like that or they want to be like that. And that part is real. Also, this other much darker part yeah. is real, you know? It is like I I've been thinking about this in terms of in re, as it relates to Stevie Kingy. Yeah, yeah. Who, you know, like we've we've 
read so much stuff that's very similar. Yeah. I think we talked about it when we started doing this mini series. Um, but just the, I think the difference, yeah, kind of like you're saying, is like Cooper is a bit of like a, he feels like a surrogate for Lynch, right? Mm-hmm. Sure. In that there's like a sincere appreciation for these sort of like aspirations, these like ideals of like just like being a tight knit community yeah. or whatever. Yes. Whereas I think Stephen King like can't reconcile the fact that like he thinks the CD underbelly discredits the sort of like right the you surface look- level. Yes. You know the way people are trying to be. You know? Yes, like like uh like the town of Derry mm-hmm. in it, like all the adults are basically like these uncaring sort of monsters, yeah. right? And like even if the kid, you know, like there's this distinct separation where like once you grow older or whatever, you just become this sort of like I don't know grotesque version right. of yourself, right? <laughs> right. Yeah. Um, and that's kind of. I mean, not wrong. Wrong. I'm, not, wrong. I'm not saying who's right, who's wrong. Here. <laughs> no. Um, so, uh, but so while Leland is watching uh, Invitational Love, which it, again it's a soap opera, one of the most soap opera y things happens, and uh, Leland's niece comes to comes to visit them and also like to attend the funeral, and the niece Maddie is played by uh, Cheryl Lee. Cheryl Lee, yeah. right? With like dark hair, yes, instead yeah. of the blonde hair, yeah. right? Um, so you know the the long lost twin kind of thing of this of you know the trope of soap operas and whatever. Yeah, and his his sort of gigantic reaction to yes. this is very funny. Also, um, I'm sure everything will be just fine there. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> uh, in my experience, <clears throat> David Lynch, uh, you know. I can't think of a time when he's ever used a blonde and a brunette doppelganger to <laughs> explore the, the duality of sure. human nature or anything yeah. like that. Not, yeah. I just, uh, th- uh, this past week I watched Lost Highway. Yeah. Right. Have you seen Lost Highway? I have not, but I'm like, kind. I kind of know what happens. There's like a... It, it's, uh, it's, I mean, it's, 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 it's uh, I mean, it's Lynch, but yeah. like it's... Uh, it's fantastic. Um, there is a, a like a doppelganger kind of thing right. with Patricia Arquette. Yes, um, who is, is blonde it, and redhead in the movie. Is Lost Highway the one also where just a different actor plays the same character halfway through the movie? Yes, yes, kind of, kind yes. of. Okay, <laughs> always kind of. Oh, always yeah, yeah. Kind of. Um, I. I it, it's so funny. I, I watched Lost Highway. I think maybe twenty years ago or whatever, yeah. and I didn't get it i like i watched and i was like it like visually it's like very you know it's beautiful to watch yeah but i was like i don't understand this at all and that's where i'm gonna pack that away right right (laughs) um and then like you know i've seen mulholland drive a bunch of times like blue velvet like these other sort of more popular movies maybe and then so going back to lost highway like i started watching it i'm like this is a little on the boring side but then like you know, in the first like ten minutes or something, but I'm like, all right, I'll like, I I feel like I'm in good hands here. Sure. And by the end of it, I was like, oh, you motherfucker, you <laughs> you, you done it again, you done it again, you dirty, dirty dog. <laughs> that is like, I mean, 
I also think like the incomprehensibility of it yeah. gets overstated a bit. I feel yeah, like the first, the first time you watch it, it is a little bit like, I mean, there is a, people call it dream logic. I've called it dream logic. I feel like even that is kind of overstating it so, yeah. sometimes, but I, I do think you just got to watch it like twice and you really key into how the story is being told. Yeah. I think, I think we, what helps me most now watching anything by Lynch is not necessarily trying to figure it out right away. Yeah. You know, like he's not he's not like a typical storyteller where it's going to have like a beginning, middle and end and it's all going to like it, sort of wrap up more nicely. often than that. It's like a. What's it called? Like a Mobius strip or whatever? It, uh, yeah. You know, yeah, the, yeah. The, the, mo- like, the yes, the like figure eight that. Yeah. Yes. Which uh, is exactly how he describes Lost Highway. Like literally? Like literally. Oh, wow. Okay. And if you, I I mean, highly recommend watching it. You watch the movie and you're like, I, you, yeah, you, that's exactly. You, you dirty you, dog. You made a film. You made a movie strip <laughs> yeah. into a film. You took a spool of film. <laughs> yeah. And you and twisted it, it into a silly figure. Eight. Yeah. Yeah. But like, I don't know. To I feel like to appreciate Lynch's work, you have to sort of you have to watch it um, multiple times. But also like let it wash over you. You know, you just like you take it all in, and you he's he's trying to get at a feeling. He's Mm -hmm. trying to project a feeling onto the screen, and uh, (laughs) I got cats trying to work the 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 soundboard here. I've heard of keyboard cat, of course. <laughs> soundboard that? cat? Yeah, that was epic. Yeah, epic time. that was epic. Epic time. Um, yeah, in my opinion, the way to enjoy Lynch is to do a bunch of drugs first, man. Because this guy must be smoking something crazy to be coming up with some of this stuff, man. Yeah, I don't... I, I mean, you can. <laughs> I think I'd be miserable if I got... Yeah. If I got high... And saw the the dumpster lady, the dumpster yeah. bag. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That would that would ruin right. my day. You get like too high, and then you see Robert Blake, and he's like, "I'm in your house oh, right now." No, 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 no. No, no, no. thank you, sir. Oh, <laughs> that's good stuff. I, I'm like, I'm so high on Lost Highway right now. Yeah. Like, <laughs> it's just like the. It, that's the one part of the movie I've seen. Yeah, is, is which scene. is like I think the most popular. Like if anybody is doesn't know the movie, yeah. they know that one scene. I mean, it just stands on its own. Yeah, right. right. It's <laughs> so fucking good. Um, oh, and the way, even just the way the the ambient like party noise. Oh my god, goes yeah. away. Oh, just completely goes like away. Like you've been sucked into another dimension. And oh, Robert Blake's face is just pale white. Uh, he doesn't blink ever yeah. in the movie anytime he's on screen and why should he <laughs> he just looks like the most intense guy <laughs> oh my god yeah i work with someone who looks like that uh, <laughs> too scary yeah okay okay do you just want me to do it well yeah i mean so we forgot to at uh, the little uh for the break in the middle yeah so we're gonna do that right now okay so uh, guys, if you want to continue listening, you could do so over on the Patreon, patreon.com slash kingmepod. Uh, you'll find the rest of this episode along with other bonus content. That, so much more. So much more. Um, yeah, and we do this every week. 
So, you know, you can listen to the preview episodes. That's fine. If you want to listen to the full episodes, you do it over at Patreon. That's it. We'll see you over there. Bye. Well, not really. Well, yeah. We'll be right back. Bye-bye for now.